Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I am here with my beloved wife who I miss tremendously because we've not hardly seen each other outside of a business context in quite some time, but her name is Lisa Billy. What's up, Lonnie? Everyone must laugh because that's like our intros now to every episode. Is we that, barely, we barely well, see each no, other. No, no. They hear you say that a lot. That's true. When it makes my radar, yeah. then like that's different. That's and true. In fact, so literally, you texted me a couple of days ago, and I was like gobsmacked by yeah. it, which I mean, we never even spoke well, about. Well, here's the thing. That well, the text was that hey, we really need to make sure that we carve out time during the week to spend quality time together because. I'm about to be gone almost three full weekends in a row. And you text that to me, which yeah, hardly yeah. ever happens. Which is pattern recognition. It only took me 18 years, but I did finally get to the point where I can see just by how many weekends we'll miss that I'll be feeling it. And if I'm going to be feeling it, then I know that you'll be feeling it even before that. So I thought, let me just send this now while there's still time to do something about it before it happens. Like, it's one thing to... After it happens, no, like, hey, we'll be able to recalibrate, we'll reconnect and all that. But I thought it's just smarter to say, let's connect now. And I know that people are out in the world taking over-unders on whether or not I burn out. Um, and it's interesting how that has been. And it, I won't even say who it came from because I actually really, really like them. And they were asked, like, who's your favorite podcast guest of all time? And, and at least one of them said me. And then their guest was like, nah, I don't really vibe with him. Like he's too much one of those just like grinded out people. And they were like, yeah, I do worry that he's going to burn out. And I thought, all right. My like, <laughs> like that really like, I was like, you don't understand how that kind of thing drives me. But it doesn't drive me in the way that I think people think. It drives me to be super vigilant about the things in my life that will make sure that I don't burn out. And the thing that makes me hmm. arrogant beyond belief about the fact that I won't burn out is I really believe it when I say, if you need a random Tuesday off, fucking take it. Yeah. Like without hesitation, without feeling badly. And that's why I was like, that, seeing how many times I'm gonna be gone on the weekend, I know how I'm gonna start to feel about that in terms of our relationship and it's not gonna be good. So cool, just address it now. Which means, yes, there will be times during this week and maybe next week where it won't be true that Monday through Friday, if I'm awake, I'm either working or working out. And, but like, that is so smart and so the right decision to in those moments have the ability to be nuanced in my beliefs and values to say, as I have stated from the beginning, my relationship is my highest priority because it is the thing that gives me the most in my life. And so to protect that, to prioritize that is the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, and God, going off what you said about that, that person that said it, I don't think people 
A, realize how much you actually work, but B, when you say like, I'm not gonna work, like it's very easy, it looks like it's very easy for you to switch off. So like you said, like if you start to feel it, you're like, cool, I'm gonna hang out with my wife, phones down, and you're just gonna concentrate, you know, on me and you being together. And I find it very hard to do that. Like I can't switch on and off like that. Like for instance, going on vacation, I still have my phone near me, I'm checking it every so often. You're like, no, like I'm on vacation, I'm reading and you won't check your phone. And so I think that that probably helps you a lot, you know, with the kind of grinding. Um, But I was so impressed. This is like, I think the first time, at least in memory, where you've done that, where you've spotted it ahead of time. Um, and I was going to ask you actually, hey, we've got a lot going on. We need to spend time together. But I was finding the right moment. And I was looking at your calendar of your deadlines because I always want to be very respectful to the things that you cannot push off because it will affect the company. So but you actually beat me to it. And when you text me that, because for so long I've trained myself to be like, Lisa, this is your responsibility. He doesn't mean it. But it's very, you know, um, prominent in your relationship that you're the one, you know, you as in me, is the one that has to speak up. And so because I've learned it, because I've adapted to it, I don't expect you to. So the fact that you did that, I told myself, and I remember this very specifically, I was like, this is so amazing. I know that you're... um, language is words of affirmation so immediately I was like this is so meaningful to me he has to know how much this is so you know I text back like I think 10 times um how much that meant to me but also I didn't get tricked into thinking ah okay this is who he is now it's like if I did that I think that next time I would get my find myself back into that same hole of like but last time he thought he thought about it. What does it not mean that I'm important now? And that's a trap. So I just told myself, this is an amazing one-off. This is so meaningful to me. Um, let him know how meaningful it is to you and really take advantage of, you know, what he's asking, but don't hold it against him next time if he doesn't do it. Because right. then you find that some people do that. Where it's, I was literally going to warn you. Yeah. Were you really? Yeah, 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 100%. You were going to warn me not... But yeah, look, it made my radar this time, which is amazing, and I'm glad, and I'm super glad that you reinforced the behavior, which means that it's more likely over time to really solidify. But the things in my personality that make it such that I get so focused on something that I'm not aware of the chaos around me um, means that I'm likely to, the next time this happens, just not even notice that there's, you know, three weekends in a row until, like, I'm already in the middle of it and I'm, like, midway through, you know, I'm being, like, shuttled off to the airport on week two and I'm like, wait, I'm leaving again? <laughs> like, that's definitely the the way that it would normally happen. It just happens right now I'm going through this moment where I'm really critical of how my time is being spent. Mm. And so I've been looking out into the future on my calendar to see what I can kill Mm. um, because we've hit this like really fascinating, I'm actually quite grateful for it, but this sort of fascinating moment in our journey where um, a lot of people are aware now of who I am and so they're reaching out to me and people are constantly trying to introduce me to people who just want just uh, one quick question. And, And in isolation, saying no to any one of those people feels rude, but... And not even that, I want to be able to help people. But then when you realize just how many people reach out with that just one quick question, Mm. all of a sudden it's like, I would literally, if I said yes to even half the things that came in, I would be working for other people full time. So I've just now had to get really like, just have a metric by which I judge whether or not I say yes to something. Um, And 
So because that's what was on my mind, I happened to look at my calendar. Mm. It happened to trigger in me a feeling which made me realize, whoa, if I feel that, I know she's way in it. Yeah, which is amazing. But yeah, I, I find that uh, some people, I actually have one person I'm very in mind that I'm thinking of specifically. I remember I asked them like, oh, are you going to do X, Y, and Z? And they said, no, even though I actually don't mind doing that right now, I don't want it to become an expectation. And, oh, so and I just thought to myself at the time, like, wow, that's actually really dangerous because like, I actually understand why she said that in the sense of other people do expect, like if you've done it once, now it's going to become a habit. And then if you don't, then there's that disappointment again. But I think that then it's robbing them and yourself of that one lovely moment, right? So going back to the situation where you had said to me, let's carve out some time. I felt so wanted. I felt needed. I felt heard. I felt appreciated. But I didn't want to punish you by then expecting it from you. Mm. And it being like, just take this one lovely suggestion as it is. It's this one moment in time that he happens to, for whatever reason, I didn't even know the story, how you came about it, but it was very clear to me on why you, now it is very clear to me of why that, how that cascaded into you then texting me. Um, To expect that every time is only setting you up for disaster, which means we're gonna be, we're gonna go steps backwards in our relationship and our evolution, um, which is obviously not a great. And then also I think it's gonna make you more hesitant in the future to be like, I kinda wanna do this, but if she's now gonna expect it, am I now like hurting? Yeah, well let's talk about that because there is what is right, and I'll define that as what moves you towards your goals, and there is what is wrong, And I'll define that as what moves you away from your goal. So if your goal, as mine is, is to have a relationship that is so fulfilling and so such a safe place and such an exciting place and like just literally the thing that you can't imagine being without, like if that's really what you want to build, then it's like, well, the right answer is to, when I think about that, to absolutely reach out to speak to you in a language that you'll understand because that ultimately gets me what I want, which is this really amazing relationship. So the reason that, the, that I wouldn't want it to become an expectation is because the odds are I won't remember it next time or it won't make my radar. It just happened to be this confluence of events. So I was so excited that it made my radar. That's what I just want people to understand the difference between you, you should want the other person to expect things like I treat you well, I make you feel good about yourself. And, and to not want the other person to expect kindness, generosity, mm. love, affection, like that's fucking insane. And if that's where you're at and you're worried about giving something like that, well, I don't want the old girl to expect, you know, a kiss on the cheek every day. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, man, what kind of relationship are you building towards here? Whereas if you're like, hey, 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 for real, like it just happened to be this confluence of events, This is, I just know myself well enough to know I get myopically focused on stuff and it actually is a large part of why we're successful Mm. because I'm like that, Mm. because I think obsessively about things. So, but that just means that don't expect this next time, even though I wish you could, even though I wish that like that would just make my radar every time and I'd be super aware of it because it would match, it would be more in line with my value system. So it's just that one, we're both being sensitive to the Mm -hmm. non-expectation because it would be misinterpreted mm-hmm. as me not caring if I don't do it next time because that actually isn't. It's not me withholding something. 
it's just not it not making my radar. Right. Word. Word. All right. Should we get into the first question? Word, yes. Let's do it. Um, all right. This is from Mohammed Eshnan. Hi, I've fallen in love with my best friend and she's very goal-oriented. I've been in relationships before, but none like this one. We both have big aims and goals and my goals mean nothing to me if I achieve them without her. I know I can achieve what I want, but I will not be happy at all if she will not be with me at the end of the journey. So how do we balance our big goals together? What do I do when I am fully supporting her goals and pushing her to achieve as well as loving her? Sometimes I feel like I slow her down. In short, how can I make this relationship successful along with achieving both mine and her goals? Did that question take a hard right for you? The last bit, the as well as loving her, sometimes I feel like I slow her down. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. So I feel like there's two things in here to address. So um, one, I want to... I'm going to take a really unpopular opinion. So, and I talked about this with Peter Atiyah. Were you listening to the Peter Atiyah health theory while it was happening? Yeah, well, on and off, I mean. Okay, did you hear the part where I said I'm going to live longer than you? Yes. Okay. I so, tried to, yeah. You tried to forget about it? No, well, I tried let's to. Let's reopen the that. The funny thing is I actually tried to film it. <laughs> <laughs> film it on my phone, even though we like, had six this cameras. This amazing IG content. I'm I did, to be honest, Michelle and I were sitting there, and you, you said, like, and my wife's going to have a heart attack, and I didn't know what you were going <laughs> to like say. For your phone so I thought, so this bad. is going to be great. I have no idea what he's going right. to say. And so, Go but, live, but, yeah. and then you're trying to cancel. Wait, no, I didn't know he was going to say that. Um, but anyway, so sorry. Yes. So, no, that was awesome. <laughs> um, so, in the episode, we were talking about the, the reality is, I just think that. Um, that unfortunately I will live longer than you. And the reason being, I don't, I'm not as strict on. You're not as strict. You're not, you don't live quite as healthy. You, A, you push yourself too hard with things like the gym. So you're struggling with your microbiome, but you don't have the sense of self-preservation to back the fuck off, yeah. right? And so, I did drink in my early years of uh, teenagers. Sure. You parted a lot yes, more than you've you made did. choices that I have not made. <laughs> Um, now, obviously, I'm going to try to do everything in my power to of correct course, that, yeah. and I want us both to live forever, blah, 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 we all know that. Yeah. But when I think about the devastation I would go through if something happened to you, like, I already know that I'm not impervious to loss. I used to think I was, and I know now that it's simply not true. And then if every reaction that I have in my life is always outsized compared to what I can expect... I already think that losing you would just be, it would, it would knock me for six so hard that I know that there would be a period in my life where it's like, I would need people around me and stuff just to help me stay emotionally stable. Like I totally get that and I embrace that. But the thing that I would say to myself over and over and over is this too shall pass. Like the, mm. the sense of just, just unimaginable loss and heartache and all that, it will pass. Mm. And I need to invest in the fact that it will pass so that I can continue to live life and all that. So. What I hear in this question is somebody who believes that, true. I mean, the words he used, it's only worth having if we can have it together. And I just want people to break themselves of that. And to build a life where you're independently codependent, to love having that interconnectedness with the other person is amazing. And nobody gets that more than we do. And we've really created that in each other, reinforcing that connection and that interdependence and all of that. And it, and it has created something beautiful. But to think that life would not be worth living without the other person is a fundamental mistake. And I think it sets you up for 
um, a dangerous sense of unease in your everyday life because even though like I'm legitimately terrified about losing you, I just put that out of my mind. And I, when it does come up, I remind myself, it will pass no matter how hard it is. And I've told you a hundred times, especially if I were to die young, I, I obviously, there's a respectful mourning period and to know while I'm alive that you would go through that respectful mourning period makes me feel good now while I'm alive. Of course, once I'm dead, it doesn't matter anymore. But like knowing that you really believe that now um, is amazing. I'll, I'll clock that at a year. I think that anything within the year, if I were alive, I would be judging you very harshly. Um, and, but anything after a year, it's like, assume I'm a ghost on your shoulder. I want you to find love again. And I want you to find happiness and all that. Like that's just real. And so I don't hear that in this question. And I hear somebody who's investing in something emotionally that I think is, does not serve him or the relationship. So I would say find that way where you're super excited about the fact that your um, lover, partner, whatever is like you guys are way invested in each other. You're way invested in your goals. And you know that sharing that with them will make it far more extraordinary than it would be without them. But to say that in no way, shape, or form is it worth doing if they're not there is a mistake and, and has, uh, it's doubly a problem. One, for the reasons that I just said, that there, it like s- sort of undermines your ability to enjoy now because it's like the shaky foundation of, oh God, what if something ever happens? And then two, it has those tones of um, like, this isn't enough in and of itself. Like this is something that can only be um, like enjoyed as a reflection in somebody else's eyes, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And so I think that it is Mm -hmm. definitely true that a pleasure shared is a pleasure doubled. It isn't that these things can't be intrinsically valuable. So I think that um, be very, very wary of that. Yeah. I mean, that's great advice. And just when I'm, when we're apart and we're doing something exciting, like it, you still need to enjoy those moments. And, you know, I do text you or you text me like, oh my God, I wish you were here to enjoy it. This is so amazing. But that shouldn't take away from the enjoyment that you're having because then now your happiness is solely um, predicated on them being with you or not. You're 100% right. The second part of the question is, give it to me again. In short, how do I make this relationship successful along with achieving both mine and her goals? Well, so I think really being able to recognize, are you slowing them down? And if you're slowing them down, then let them do their thing and um, help and advise when and where you can. But like, for instance, with women of impact, for the most part, it's not something I can really help out with, but there are definitely opportunities that present themselves with a fair amount of frequency where I can be really encouraging, or maybe I meet somebody that I'm like, you'd be amazing on women of impact, and to take that opportunity to fully pitch you and to pitch what you're doing and, and help out in those ways, like I do because I want to see you be successful. You're even like though, the biggest cheerleader. I mean, I certainly try to be. Um, but in those moments, like it is not a a race that I get to run with you. Mm. And, but that's fine. You get to watch me run the race. Yeah, and I can celebrate you and I can, Mm, you know, help you prepare and, you know, comfort you when you lose and, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. be stoked when you win and all that. But ultimately, that's something that you're going to do on your own. And if I were trying to be at your hip at all times, it would slow you down because people are like, what's with the dude who can't get out of the way and like let you do your thing? So like, for instance, I'm, I don't 
I was going to say I'm not allowed to attend Women of Impact. Actually, true. Um, so all the guys here at Impact Theory are told to leave the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Women the of dinner. Impact dinners are told to leave the house by 6 p.m. Um, because it, it allows you guys to create a rad vibe. Um, and so that, you know, totally get. So in those moments, give the person the space. So if you know that you're slowing them down, give them the space. Mm -hmm. And know that that doesn't mean that your relationship isn't, you know, worthy or whatever. And just now, we have selfish time. So it's a saying that we do, even though we have very limited time to spend together, take a Saturday where we prioritize each other. Even on a Saturday, there's going to be some time towards the end of the evening usually where we then go our separate ways and each start doing the thing that you know, that person really wants to do and the other person doesn't enjoy. So I think that having selfish time, having time that's just for you, you don't have to convince anybody, you can do your own thing, it makes all the sense in the world. And now, because this is going back to something we were talking about just before this meeting, where I was saying I think that you're right now the best content creator that we have at Impact Theory, like you're really being innovative on your own Instagram page. I think that you're um, handing me my ass in terms of like the quality of content that you're putting out. You. You're just being really, really innovative right now and it's super exciting. And you said, well, and I said, I want you to start applying some of that juice to what we're doing on your personal on my page, side. Yeah. And so you said, well, let me tell you the reality. I don't have to convince anybody. I can do whatever I want and I can just think of something and try it and nobody's telling me no. And things have gotten big enough on my side that there's a lot of people to convince the bookers and, you know, the producers of the show and all that. And it's like, so it's not as easy to just like say, I'm going to try something mm -hmm. and then I do it. And I was like, I totally get that. And there's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go as a team. And that, like, that's something really important to remember in your relationship. Because sometimes going fast is exactly what you want to do. And sometimes going far is what you want to do. And so in those moments, just be real about what you want. And so anyway, this is a lot of words around a very simple thing. Sometimes you probably are slowing her down. In those times, let her race ahead and just know that doesn't mean that the relationship isn't valuable. Like you're each going to be good at different things. And as we have matured, we've realized what the other person is good at. And it has set us free to be far more extraordinary people than if you had to continue molly coddling me and making me feel like I was just as good at planning as you are. Right, which in the beginning I actually wanted to believe. I actually wanted to believe I was better. And so just finally realizing, nope, it's just not true. I'm not good at everything. There is a certain set of things I've chosen to pour myself into to get great at and stay the fuck out of the things that you're good at. Mm -hmm. But there's also the flip side though, where it's like I desperately want your input or your thoughts. Um, and sometimes. Yeah, right. But sometimes it's like then you don't have time. Oh, for instance, take women of impact, right? I think I asked you someone, I can't remember what it was now, and you said, I'm not a woman, so I can't give um, good feedback on this. And I said, I think yes. Technically, I said I don't have a uterus. <laughs> you said you don't have a uterus, that's right. Um, but I, I did say, but that doesn't matter. Like, you have great insights, even from your perspective, how, you know, what are your thoughts? Um, so I think there are ways that you can work together but I mean look I don't want to take away what you said I should have just said mic drop and leave it at that because that was so spot on baby um all right next question this is from Hina Purohit which is funny because somebody that's almost certainly exactly how it's pronounced just like that <laughs> Purohit someone actually wrote to me on Instagram saying you read out one of my questions and I had to laugh at how you pronounce my name <laughs> so I 
People apologize. All right. Hi, Lisa and Tom. I've been in a serious relationship for over a year now. My boyfriend has his own business and is spending hours, nights and days working really hard to start something new while maintaining his current business. In my ideal relationship, I would have loved to go out hiking, shopping, um, shopping, going to the movies, etc. with my man. But the truth is he does not have time for all of this. It took me a while to get used to his lack of time, but the... But then I've accepted that this workaholic lifestyle is helping him towards his dreams and I do not want to take him away from that. I've been trying to keep myself busy, make new girlfriends, etc. I live in, in a new city. Although I understand that you're very comfortable with Tom's lifestyle now and you've worked together to form a system which works for both of you, but I want to know how you got yourself to accept this in the beginning. Can you share with me some of the biggest things that helped you get there? The funny thing is my next post, my next video text post that I do on Mondays now is exactly addressing this. Um, Here's the truth. Once I realized the reason, a big part of what drew me to you in the first place is your ambition, is your drive, is your thirst for knowledge, is your passion. Like all of these elements that made you stand out to me way above and beyond any other guy that I'd ever met were these qualities and shame when you bill you, your alarm's gone off. Deep and abiding shame. So these are all the qualities that absolutely are part of why I fell in love with you. Why I was, in fact, not even fall in love with you because that came after, why I was incredibly attracted to you. And so then I started to realize these qualities, your drive, your passion, your vision, your um, ferocity that you have for learning, all of these things had the effect of me not spending time with you. And then I thought, okay, well, if I really wanted a nine to five guy that's going to be there, that's going to go to the movies with me, that's going to take me on romantic walks, that's going to go hiking with me, what does that guy actually look like? No BS, like what is that personality trait that goes behind the someone that is spending that time? Okay, I don't want to say they're not driven because maybe they are, but they don't have the type of ferocity that you have that I know I'm attracted to. So... I realized I was asking for one thing or wanting one thing from you, which was your passion, your drive, your ferocity. And at the same time, I was almost contradicting myself that I wanted you to be home at a certain time and be the guy that was extremely attentive and spent every waking moment where he wasn't working on me. And I realized those two things are completely contradictory. Like I, maybe there's a guy out there, so I don't want to ever say never, but from what my realization was, is that they're two different people. It's two different personality traits. And when I look at documentaries and I see all these extremely successful people that I really do admire, you hear about their home life and you hear the fact that they are go a lot and that they're not around much. Um, So I came to the conclusion that it was my choice. And I chose to be with somebody who is as driven as you are because I'm attracted to it. And along with that attraction comes consequences. And, you know, and when I say consequences, I mean that I had to work through because it's like, look, would I love you to be driven and passionate and still spend all your waking moments with me? Yes, I just don't see how that's possible. So the consequence of one thing that I was really drawn to was the fact that I don't get to spend time with you. So that's my choice. So what do I choose? Do I choose someone who's going to be home and attentive or am I going to choose someone that I'm drawn to in this aspect? Once I made that choice, then it's not fair to ask that other stuff of you. 
And so then it goes to the next stage, which for me I had to address is just because you intellectually know it doesn't mean that you can fully embody it yet. So I had to take myself through the steps of going, okay, well, what is really important to me? Because I still think it's important as a partnership to make demands of each other. So what are the things that no matter what, they're important to me? Okay, if I'm feeling like I'm not connected with you and I speak up and I say, I need your time. If you turned around and said tough share, okay, that's a deal breaker for me because it means it's showing me that you don't care. So I literally just broke everything down like that one thing at a time. Um, his time and attention. Okay, well, I still want selfish time. So now if I work a bunch, I still want selfish time for myself. How do I then bond with you? How do I make sure that my time um, actually matches with your time? So I don't, because the truth is, I don't want to feel like I'm chasing you all the time, right? I feel like that then becomes weighted in your direction where now I'm just like making myself available whenever you are. That The truth is that doesn't make me feel good. So how do I then um, weigh those things, right? Where it's like, I want to feel good about myself. I don't want to feel like I'm just chasing you. Um, but at the same time, you're busier than I am. So really laying out all the things that are important, breaking those things down into actual step, actionable steps on how I'm going to emotionally handle it and what the logistical things are. Like, for instance, I reach out now to your assistant and we look at both our calendars and we go, what matches up? That way it feels like we're on equal paths, on equal weighing, what's, what's the phrase I'm thinking of? Playing field, there you go. Mm. So that's a... Breakdown of how I handle things. Yeah, word. And to your point about making demands, you definitely weren't shy. Like I encourage these guys to find a um, a solution that scales. So you need to be able to mm. find a rhythm now. I don't care if he's in year one of you know trying mm. to be an entrepreneur or year fifty. It's finding a rhythm now that you're happy with for the rest of your lives. And if you can't find that, you have a problem. Because for six and a half years, you thought, okay, just a little bit longer, just mm -hmm. a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. And then you finally put your foot down and said, look, this is damaging our relationship. And so then we found ways to prioritize the relationship. And then I codified that the relationship is the most important thing, which then made it clear how to like act. So yeah, they need to find something that that they're prepared to do for the rest of their lives. But the one thing I'll add to that is not being afraid to always readdress that though. So like with me and yeah. you, where let's say a year ago, we had a very hectic life when we were starting Quest, it was very hectic. So recently, when the first issue of Neon Future came out, like just before you said, I know this is an insane time, it's gonna die down off. And I said, look, babe, let's, Let's live in a world that maybe it doesn't because you're so focused in the passion and joy that you're showing right now on this, you know, this project is so amazing that like, let's not pretend that you want to slow down. Maybe you want to continue at this pace because you love it so much. So let's have that conversation because ultimately, if you're happy and this thing is bringing you so much joy, then I want to encourage that. But we also have to find time to make sure that our relationship doesn't suffer. So instead of pretending, because I'd had so many years where it's like, just next year, your famous phrase, what was it? Another 18, um, months. 18 months. 18 months. So that's, that's what I, I had every year, another 18 months. And so it's like, instead of just pretending, let's just address it. Okay, if this is the life that you're living now and you really love it, I want to encourage that. 
but I can't sustain it in our relationship like this. So what do we now change in our process that allows us to take that next step? Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll jump in and say that 110 hour weeks, you can't have a relationship. Like, I, and I'll just say, cause that's what I was doing for leading up to the release of issue one. And when you run the math, there's just, a, I wasn't sleeping enough, mm-hmm. and I'm the guy that says prioritize sleep, and so I completely abandoned that. I was going to bed super late and setting an alarm and waking up super early. And then you have to work the entire weekend, every weekend. So it's like, it, there really is a point at which it's just not sustainable. And so when I said that, it's interesting, you're making a face. Mm. So I'll just tell you, that's a math statement. Here's the thing, I totally agree it's not sustainable and I don't know how anyone would sustain it, but the face I made- I'm saying it's not sustainable for a relationship. Even if I could do that forever, I would be doing that at the expense of my relationship. At some point, you have to spend time with the person. Right, but let's say for instance, I would maybe suggest and again going back to like if this made you happy i would want to try and find a way to make it work um, but what does that mean without asking to i would have, have to make oh do i have to make asks right. so if you spend 105 how many hours it was rough 100 to 110 all right so let's say you're spending 100 hours a week on work mm. I would say, look, if this makes you happy and this is the best thing you ever wanted to do in your life, I would support you. But we would need to figure things out. So that would mean I would need three hours every Saturday with you uninterrupted. Right? Like I would come up with things and we say, let's try it out. Because before you push back, like I don't ever want to push back on something that's making you happy. So at least want to know that I've tried. Yep. I, you're giving the world's worst advice right now. Wow, really? A thousand percent. You don't think you should try at least? I I think that there are, there is a math equation at play Mm. and there is unfortunately a, time is finite. Time is the one thing that like there is no negotiating with it. And I don't think that you can have a meaningful relationship in three hours a week. No. So all I'm saying is there is a point Mm. at which the people in the relationship have to decide what is the priority. Mm-hmm. And if the prior and there's no right or wrong answer. If the business is the priority, if success is the priority, whatever, however they define it, then okay, maybe then you don't need more than three hours and you each have a different view of what a successful relationship is or a different um, definition of what success is full stop, then I do. Fair enough. But I will say it was blatantly clear to me that doing 110 hour weeks was not a sustainable way to have the life I want to have. Now, as a sprint, as a like, hey, for the next three weeks, I'm gonna have to work 110 hours. Okay, yep, no problem with that whatsoever. And I was having a ball and it was really awesome. Mm -hmm. And we did something that I think has left people's jaws on the floor. I think it's one of the best books, literally. It's one of the best books out today, period, for sure. Even if it's not like an all-time classic, I won't be that arrogant. Let me put out a few more issues before I start making those claims. Um, But we fucking smashed it. There's just no question about that. But looking at it and I went, okay, well, this has to be, and I believe that it was and it now is very clearly the case, that we were putting the systems in place that would allow us to back way the fuck off. And now I'm back to call it an (coughs) 80-hour work week which for me is sustainable. I can do 80 hours for the rest of my life. And if people think that's like where my burnout happened, 80 hours to me is literally not, it's a non-entity. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I feel like you're missing the point though. My point is, is that I'm always going to try and make an effort to figure out how we can make something work. And if you turned around to me and you said, this is the joy of my life, I will still always put you first, babe, but I love working at this type of intensity. I wouldn't push back without trying to say, okay, well, how do we make this work? Because I don't think if, if you don't ask the question, you're never going to be able to get to the answer. Because let's say we try and we're like, well, that didn't work. Clearly we've tried it and I'm still feeling like we're not connected. You're feeling like we're not connected. Okay, so we've tried and it doesn't work. So how do we scale back? Versus just going into it saying, Yep, nope, this isn't going to work. I think just as an overall way of thinking, that's how I like to approach things. That's why we make a good pair. Because the, you've played that out so well in life. I know how amazing you are at that. Um, but there are just some things that you can look at from the outside and say, that's never going to work. Mm -hmm. And 100 plus hours a week, you just can't, you can't have a relationship. So I... Um, the point of what you're trying to say is super powerful and you've very much earned my respect in that regard because you've always done that and we have reaped the benefits and you're infinitely better at that than I. Um, so yeah, I'll just say be, because of the nature of this very question, I will just say sustainability, um, an aspect of that, if you view the world, I guess the way that I view the world, means there are just a certain number of hours that you need to spend mm. together. And what do you think that hour, that hour is? Minimum, I'll say if you're not spending 10 hours together a week at least, and, and I'm saying that with someone you live wow, with. Wow, you think we spend so 10 a lot hours of, together? Yeah. Really? Yeah, between Saturday and Sunday, almost always. It's only five hours a day, Saturday and Sunday, and you've That's got your true. 10 hours. And I think that we spend more than that. So if I had to guess... Weeks? What's that? We haven't done that for two weeks. No, and we we go through patches. There's no question which is exactly why I was saying it made my radar mm. right now that we really have to carve out time. Yeah. Cool. Word. All, All right. right. We're at the end. We are at the end, guys. But if this podcast is bringing you value, please, please, our one ask, or I guess we have a technically, we have a whole we've got a whole list of asks. Of so number one, please do subscribe, rate and review. That's going to be a big thing for us is the rate and reviews. And then if it really does this specific episode bring you value, screenshot it and post it on your IG story and tag Lisa Billu and at Tom Billu. Yeah, that would be amazing. It's actually really cool to see I love what resonates seeing with people. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. What episode people listen Word. to and what they love. So, um, and if you're not following at Women of Impact, go over to that and follow, and also at IT Comics. Oh, word. word. Wow, there's crossover between <laughs> this and at IT Comics. I'm really going to be impressed. You're my kind of people. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Peace out. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.